What is up, ambitious listeners? This is another big episode. With the NFL Draft rapidly approaching, it is April 1st today as we are rolling this episode out. I spoke with kicker Bailey Hale from Louisiana Tech, a top NFL Draft prospect at the kicker position, and a top NFL Draft prospect at the wide receiver position in a loaded class with John Hightower. Both are talented prospects and both are guests on this week's episode of Ambitious. The Hightower interview is first after a quick word from our sponsors. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is one of the most talented wide receivers in the 2020 draft class. He's a beast. He was the best wide receiver in the Mountain West Conference last year from Boise State. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The man, the myth, the legend, John Hightower. John, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. So last season was a big year for you as it was your senior year and you now are preparing for the NFL draft. What do you think you did in your senior year to open some scouts' eyes for this coming draft? Uh, just showed them that I play relentless, uh, play intelligent, play with speed, and every time the ball in the air, I go attack it. Now, how did you feel this season went for you? Uh, I feel like the season went pretty well. Uh, of course, there was some some things I felt like I could have did better in some situations, but overall, I think I had a, a decent season. And now you did get the opportunity to go to the 2020 Combine. How did you feel you did there, and how do you feel that did for your draft stock? Uh, I felt like I did good there. Uh, I wanted to run a little bit faster, but still ran a good time. Um, and I felt like it helped me. I felt like I showed them that I'm versatile. I talked to a couple coaches, showed them that my IQ and football is pretty well. And it felt like it helped me. Now, you did very, very good in the combine, very good season. How do you feel that that has um, maybe upped your trajectory in the draft? And where at this point in time do you feel you are likely to land in terms of round or pick? Um, I don't really pay attention to, to like where with, like, rounds and stuff of what I would go. So, other than that, um, I feel like the combine helped me. I feel like my season helped me. But uh, as far as what round and what pick, I don't know. Now, when did you start playing football? I started playing football when I was six. And how long did it take for you to fall in love with the game? Uh, Pretty much when I was six. Uh, <laughs> it was just a fun, fun sport to, to start playing, and... I uh, became good at it, so made me strive even harder to, to become great. Now, you had a very talented um, career at Boise State. What was the process like going from high school to Boise State? Uh, I went to a junior college right out of mm-hmm. high school, so <clears throat> the transition from high school to junior college was pretty tough. But coming from junior college to Boise State, it wasn't, it wasn't a big transition as far as on the field. It was more of a bigger transition as far as the playbook as far as like you know they had more concepts more plays to learn so i just had to doubt that in and then once i doubt that in i pretty much was rolling from there now last season you had 943 receiving yards 154 rushing and eight touchdowns over a thousand yards from scrimmage do you think that those stats and your success in the past has proven to scouts that you are a versatile weapon on the outside or even in the slot uh, yeah, not just all stats. Uh, I feel like if you just watch my film, 
you'll be able to see that I'm versatile and mm. be able to play different positions. Now, one thing I when I was prepping for this interview, I did read was the article from The Athletic about your touchdown celebration. So I do want to talk about that a little bit as much as you feel comfortable with. So it's my understanding one of your celebrations was pretty much showing your tattoo on your arm that or where exactly is the tattoo and what does it say? Just for my listeners. Uh, yeah, it's on my left arm and it goes from basically top of my shoulder down to my wrist. It says long live slim. Uh, Slim was one of my childhood best friends that passed away last Easter. Now, what did um, that event do for you for putting everything into perspective and maybe even life into perspective as a whole? Um, I mean, it just shows you that, you know, you got to value the time that you have with your loved ones, you know, Mm -hmm. and then just don't take it for granted. That's awesome. And... How have you learned from that, and how has it, do you think, made you mentally stronger? Um, learn, learning from it, just, you know, rely on the people that you love, you know, talk to them every day, mm-hmm. make sure you, you tell them you love them, you know, and then feel like it made me stronger because that's just another, another obstacle in my life that I had to overcome, and then just, that's, that just made me who I am today, so can't complain about that. Now, when did you first start to realize you had a genuine shot at making it to the NFL? Uh, once I got there, after my first season at Boise State. Now, how this season do you feel you grew from, in terms of a prospect, do you feel you grew from, like, maybe not being on a lot of teams' radars to being of interest by a lot of teams, or how do you feel you grew as a prospect? Um, I feel like I got on more teams' radars from last year to this year. Just uh, me being able to do the same thing I was doing in 2018 or even better. And just showing them that I could not only play one position, but play multiple positions with speed. Now, what aside from wide receiver, what other positions are you talking about? Well, I do kick return also. <laughs> but I was, I was saying like different positions at wide receiver. So like outside, inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a couple snaps at quarterback this year. Um, yeah. So you think you have the opportunity to add some versatility in being a wildcat kind of player as well? Depending on the package, yeah, I feel like I can. I feel like I can add to the to the offense. Now in the combine, you ran a four four three forty yard dash. You had a thirty eight point five vertical. You had one two two for your broad jump. You had a seven point zero seven second three cone drill, and you had a four point two one second twenty yard shuttle. I'm just throwing out numbers there, but of all the events in the Combine, if you could re- go back and redo one in terms of trying to show something you didn't believe you really showed for scouts from the physical aspect, which do you believe it was? Uh, the 40. Now, what time would you have been you know, most happy with? Uh, 4.30. Now... Obviously, I don't know. Did you end up having your pro day before everything happened with the coronavirus? Uh, no, I didn't. So now it's likely getting canceled. To you, everything you've shown to this point is all that's left. How do you feel that's going to change things for you heading towards the draft in a few weeks? Uh, I feel like it helped me. I, I don't feel like it's. I don't feel like it's going to change as far <laughs> as it hurt me. Now, what are your plans for the draft in lieu of all the craziness in the world right now? Uh, I'm just trying to make it home. <laughs> That's all. Now, 
obviously I've mentioned already the craziness and everything going on, but how are you continuing to train and prep? And also with the potential that there may not be a rookie money or rookie mini camp this year. Um, as far as like training and everything, we just got to find, you know, find somewhere to train every, every day because all the facilities and stuff closed. So just finding like a field that we could go to or finding a weight room that's open, you know, and then as far as, like, rookie minicamp, it's just going to be tough as far as, like, learning the plays and stuff because you don't really get that on-the-field work of, of learning the plays. You just got to study the playbook. Now, growing up, were, was there a team that you were a big fan of and, you know, dreamed to play for? Uh, I pretty much liked players growing up, so it wasn't it wasn't a certain team growing up. It was it was multiple teams depending on what player, what player I liked growing up. Now, who were some of those players? Uh, Michael Vick, Randy Moss. Uh, I used to like Santana Moss also. Uh, Antoine Randall when he played with the Redskins. Uh, it, was, it was many different people. Ricky Williams when he played for the Dolphins. Now, speaking of Randy Moss, have you ever mossed anybody? <laughs> yeah, I have a couple times. <laughs> Now, what is that kind of like from the terms of, you know, you moss somebody and do you, you know, disrespect them or you get right back up and be a good sport and you help them back up? I mean, you just get back up and, and just do it again the next play. You only got to say nothing, because <laughs> everybody already know what happened. But just get up, hand the ball to the ref, hopefully do it again the next play. Now, are those some guys that you do try to emulate with the way you play? Um, I try to take different things from different guys and then try to put it all together. Now, in lead-up for this, I did find out you're a pretty big guy in the world of cars. You you really like cars a lot, so can you elaborate on your passion for cars? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been liking cars since I was younger. Uh, growing up, I pretty much knew what different engines was in different cars and knowing the specs of them growing up. So, I mean, that just translated to me getting older, and I just started figuring out more and more about them. Uh, Hopefully one day I want to own my own mechanical shop for, like, performance parts and everything. So, yeah, that's one of my passions. Now, you get that check for the first time from the NFL, and once you start realizing there's a lot of money coming in, what's that dream car that you go out there and buy? Uh, I say a C7 ZR1 Corvette. Nice. So... Going back to some on-the-field things, how would you feel is maybe, or what would you feel is maybe the weakest aspect of your game at this point in time? Um, I don't really know what the weakest would be, but I feel like I could improve on everything, so I don't, I don't really know. Now, on the opposite side of things, what would you say is the strongest side of your game, though? Uh, i say being able to play with speed, uh, being intelligent on the field, and then catching the ball in my hands. Now, I do want to play a little game with you quick that I've played with a lot of the NFL draft prospects that have come through my show. So pretty much what it is is I'll name a trait, ability, some aspect of the game, and on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the worst, 5 being the best, I want you to just give me what you believe is the is your your ability at that position. So does that sound good? Yeah. All right, so your in-game speed? Five. Elusiveness? Five. Your catching? Five. Your agility? Five. 
your leadership ability? Five. Your football IQ? Five. Your route running? Five. And your versatility? Is there anything I didn't note that you believe makes you um, separate from the pack or stand out from the pack? Uh, I thought like you got it for the most part. Now, you seem very, not confident in the sense of like being cocky, but confident in the sense of you know where you stand and you seem ready for the next level and ready for the challenges. So my question for you is, is there any part of you that is, you know, not... You know, you're not thinking you're ready to take on the next level? Uh, no, I feel like the work that I've been putting in has, uh, has prepared me for what's, com- what's coming up. Now, with all that you have coming up and everything in your future, what would you say if you had to give just one goal for the next five years for your potential NFL career? Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Now, you did mention there wasn't a favorite team, but if you had to pinpoint one team that you, you know, would love to go to, is there a team, or is it just, you know, wherever you land, you land? Uh, wherever I land, I land. Now, with that said, going back to, from high school to college to even to this point in time, is there one person or a couple people that have had the biggest impact to your on-the-field career? Uh, yes, uh, my track coach, my summer league track coach growing up played a big part. Um, my high school track coach also played a big part. Uh, my JUCO, a couple of my JUCO coaches played a big part, and a couple of Boise State coaches also. So I get credit to most of my coaches growing up. Now, you did have an opportunity to talk to a couple of the wide receiver prospects, I assume, in this draft. If there was one prospect other than you in this class that you had to say is on your level of talent or one of the most talented guys in this class, who would you say it is? Uh, I feel like they're all talented, honestly. Everybody that I met, uh, they're really good football players, and I feel like they're all ready for the next level. Now, how do you feel? This is considered one of the most loaded draft classes at the wide receiver position in years. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it is, you know, uh, that I can say that I came out with one of the best wide receiver classes coming out of college football. Now, do you feel you're underrated, or do you feel you're rated just where you should be? Uh, I feel like I'm a little underrated, mm-hmm. just because I didn't play against, like, one of the, most of the bigger schools, but I just need the opportunity just to show them what I could do. Now, if a scout's listening to this right now, and you had to tell him if there was one game, one game in your college career, maybe even high school career or JUCO career, that you had to pinpoint and say, look at this game, and that's why I would be a good fit on your team. Is there that one game that sticks out to you? Uh, when we played Air Force in 2018. And do you remember anything distinctly about your performance in that game other than that it was phenomenal? Um, they played man the whole game, and I just had to go against man coverage the entire game, so you'll be able to see what I can do against man coverage. And do you feel you're better suited to go against man man or man to man coverage versus you know zone or press? Uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm, I'm good against both, but man to man you really see how a person to do lined up in front of somebody. Now, off the field, 
who has had the biggest impact on your career? Maybe not a coach or maybe another part or another person in your life. Uh, my mother. Now, with everything coming up for you, if you had to give yourself in high school one piece of advice, what could you give him? Uh, in high school, one piece of advice, just stay focused, just stay focused, and just tell myself that I actually, actually could make it to the NFL. Now... If you had to give that message or another message similar to that to any high schoolers right now on the same trajectory you were on, is that the message you would give them to stay focused? Yes, same, same message, yes. Now, outside of cars, what other aspirations and passions do you have outside of football as well? Uh, I like bowling. I'm into bowling. Is there a potential that if football doesn't work out, you become a professional bowler? <laughs> And do you think that even if football works out, you know, a couple guys last year, like Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill talked about, you know, if they won the chip with the Chiefs, they would potentially head towards a Olympic trials in the future. Do you think that's something you would want to do? Yeah, that's, that's something I, I, I would uh, look forward to doing. So my final question for you, John, is when it's all said and done, your football career, your life as a whole, a potential maybe bowling career, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, just somebody that gave the all on the field, uh, somebody that's willing to, to help anybody, help any kid growing up if they need advice, you know, and just be somebody that was remembered to be great. Well, John, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future and with the upcoming draft. you got fans here now from Ambitious rooting for you, and we wish you nothing but the best. So before we close out, I do want to give you the opportunity to plug your social medias, leave off on a general message, or just close out however you feel. Uh, yeah, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, I mean, uh, Instagram and Twitter is the same. as at Hightower underscore J4. And to everybody that's out there, you know, either in high school or little league, just don't give up. Just keep 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 trying. Stay focused. Work hard, and the hard work will pay off. Well, John, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. And ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the best wide receivers in this year's loaded draft class, John Hightower. is an absolutely phenomenal kicker from Louisiana Tech University. He is an NFL draft prospect, and here are just a few of his accolades. He was a CUSA football all-conference second team player this year. He was an all-academic team recipient as well. He was a PFF all-conference USA first team member from this year, He was, or from last year, sorry. And he was also a COSIDA academic all-district six football team player, and he was a hula bowl participant with Louisiana Tech. He was an absolute beast kicking the ball this year with an 83.33 field goal percentage and absolutely perfect with PATs. Ladies and gentlemen, or ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Bailey Hale. Bailey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I actually stumbled over some of those accolades there because of how great of a player you are. You have a lot of accolades. You've had a very storied college career um, kicking the ball, and it's been really good. What have you taken away from your college career at Louisiana Tech? Oh, it's 
it's been best ride of my life. Um, you know, I owe everything, everything I got to that place. Um, you know, taken away. I mean, I made the best friends. Um, you know, I had the best teammates and the best coaches I've ever had. You know, I just took away. Um, you know how much I just really love the game, being out there. You know, enjoying doing it. Now, you grew up in Iowa Park, Texas. How was your high school career, and how did that lead you to Louisiana Tech? Uh, my high school career is actually kind of weird. Um, when I was in high school, everybody thought I was going to play basketball in college. Um, uh, I was more, uh, I just kind of played, I was good at football. You know, I was more of a wide receiver. Um, but everybody, I was really a basketball guy. And then when the whole basketball thing didn't uh, pan out for me, you know, I went to Abilene Christian out of high school, um, and I was actually running routes as a receiver the first couple weeks, and then they moved me over to kicker. Um, Red-shirted that year, um, and then I transferred to Eastern New Mexico, played my freshman and sophomore seasons there as a kicker, um, and Tim Callion was my kicking coach there, special teams coach, and he really took me under his wing, taught me everything he knows. Uh, really began, you know, really started this whole thing rolling. And he was like, you know, I mean, you could do it. You could really do this thing, you know. So then I graduated early, uh, transferred to Louisiana Tech, grad transferred to Louisiana Tech for my last two years. Now, you had an absolutely phenomenal career at Louisiana Tech. You were perfect with PATs, you were phenomenal with kickoffs, and you were great with field goals. Of everything you've done at Louisiana Tech, what would you say was your biggest accomplishment kicking the football? Uh, my biggest accomplishment, I'd probably say when uh, this past season against FIU, um, I went 5-for-5, five five, uh, set school record 19 points. You know, I think that was just all around probably my best game that I played. I mean, a couple school records in there, and you know, it was just a really fun time, you know. Fun to help the team get a win. Now, how has the um, transfer, I guess, from Louisiana Tech to preparing for the NFL draft been, and what expectations do you have for the NFL draft? Oh, it's You know, it's always tough. Making the NFL is one of the hardest things in the world to do, you know, mm-hmm. especially as a kicker. You know, there's there's 32 jobs out there. Um, but, you know, I'm, I went, you know, I'm training with my kicking coaches, um, working out two, three times a day, really working on flexibility, mobility, you know, doing everything I can, drill work. Um you know, I expect to just, you know, pro day, I'm just, I feel ready. I'm excited to get out there. You know, we got a little less than a month before it. Um, and expectations for the draft, I mean, you know, I hope that somebody falls in love with me and wants me to play for their organization. You know, I, mm-hmm. best job in the world. Now, what have you gathered from what the turnout could be at Louisiana Tech's Pro Day and sort of how you are going to be looked at from potentially scouts? Um, I know there's some interest out there. Um, hopefully I just I keep, you know, making progress, keep gaining interest, you know, keep getting better because there's something that you can always get better at. And, um, you know, hopefully 
hopefully there's more than one team, you know, that wants me to play for their organization by the end of the whole thing. Um, but I know that there should be a pretty good turnout at Pro Day. I know that Abik is playing on Pro Day, which, you know, he's he's a really good player. Everybody's going to want to watch him. I think that will really help get the scouts out there. Now, you've had a very good career at Louisiana Tech, as I've reiterated, but what has been um, the, I guess, hardest thing that you've had to go through at Louisiana Tech or maybe even Abilene Christian? Uh, The hardest thing that I went through in my college career was um, really just, I mean, from eastern New Mexico to Louisiana Tech, you know, it was a big, it was just a culture shock. You know, uh, uh, Eastern New Mexico, you know, the most people I ever played in front of was probably like 5,000 people, you know, in these tiny stadiums. And then, you know, my my third game at Louisiana Tech, we played in Tiger Stadium against the LSU Tigers in front of 105,000 people. And, you know, it was kind of like, it was just, you know, deer in the headlights type deal <laughs> a little bit. But, I mean, you know, you get used to it. You don't make things bigger than they are and you know you just realize you're there for a reason and do your thing now kicker is one of the most i'd say maybe undervalued positions in the nfl whereas kickers don't really get um overly appreciated when they're doing great but when they mess up their head or their name is very much um, in the headlines, specifically, like, if a guy misses a game-winning field goal, but the game before he was perfect, he gets thrown into the headlines and could potentially be cut. So it's a very short leash with some kickers in the NFL, and it's a very undervalued position. How do you feel that the kicker position is valued from a perspective of a kicker? Well, I mean, personally, you know, from being in the locker rooms and around the organization and stuff, I think that it's more valued within the football organizations than it is, you know, around the media and stuff. Because, you know, these the football coaches and us, we know that, you know, the kicker is one of the most, it's actually one of the most important phases of the game, you know. That's all the hidden yardage. It's all the, you know, it's points. You know, it's point after every time you score. You need that extra, you know, you can lose if you miss PATs. You can, you know, obviously game-winning kicks, but, I mean, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they're they hard on you when you miss. I mean, it's just all about, you know, hitting the, going out there and do, hitting your rep no matter, no matter what the situation is. Now, you said they're hard on you when you miss, but you really didn't have to go through that very much at LSU. Only three misses on kicks throughout your entire career at L- or not LSU, sorry, Louisiana Tech. Um, you had a phenomenal kicking career, but what was the... I guess, feeling when you missed uh, three kicks in your career but also had been perfect throughout every PAT and every kick for the most part? Um, You know, I'm hard on myself when I miss. But, you know, I can usually usually diagnose what happened and what I did. Um, You know, I I had a really good group of people around me at Louisiana Tech. my friends and my teammates and my coaches, you know, they were there for me no matter what. You know, they told they would sit down with me, make sure I was good, you know. Hey, what happened? This is why it happened. This is how we fix it. You know, they were just, you know, I think it's all about support system and, you know, just maintaining a level head through the whole thing. 
because you can't get too down on yourself. You can't get too high on yourself. You know, just keep it even. Um, focus in, make the, ne- make the next kick the best kick. Now, you are now heading towards the NFL draft and towards an NFL career, but if the NFL ends up not being a route at this point in time, would you consider continuing kicking professionally and potentially the CFL, AFL, XFL, and pretend trying to go that route? I think I would. Um, you know, I've, I've been around. I've worked so hard for this. I've sacrificed so much for this that I think that I would go, I would consider going those routes, you know, because this has been years upon years of my life, you know, towards this one goal, and I don't think that I'm not somebody who's going to give up that easy. Now, if football, for some reason, ended up not being a aspect or, or aspect of your life or even ended up um, at the end of your football career, what do you, Bailey Hale, want to do after football or if football doesn't work out? Uh, I would like to be a general manager of some professional sports organization. You know, I've been around sports my whole life. Um, I've always been, ever since I was little, you know, I had a ball in my hand. And, you know, I was just, I've always, I don't think I could see myself getting away from it. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, my dream job, other than playing football, would be being a general manager of a professional basketball or football organization. And do you have a favorite basketball team or football team? Or both? Well, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I really uh, follow, you know, I follow the players and, you know, I watch the big games. I, you know, I got really busy there, <laughs> there for a little while. It's hard to keep up with it all. Now, who, as kicker, is a very prolific position in the NFL, very important, even though, as I stated earlier, it's undervalued maybe in the media's eyes, but um, very important in the organization's eyes. But who do you believe are maybe two, three, four, or five of some of the greatest kickers of all time? If you had to build the top five of the greatest kickers, in no order. Uh, top five, you know, you have to go with Justin Tucker. You know, he's he's just been phenomenal his whole career I think he's hitting like 90 something percent on his career which is just unheard of you know um Vinatieri who obviously you know he was if you said the word kicker to anybody for the past however many years you know Vinatieri pops in your brain um you know he leads the NFL all-time record NFL in points and stuff um I have to say Matt Stover from Louisiana Tech actually he played in the NFL and He's actually one of the few guys that hit 80-plus percent through his whole career. So, you know, he's somebody that I look up to, somebody that, you know, really, you know, proved that he can do it from the same school I came to. And, of course, you got to put Morton Anderson in there because he was the leader in points in the NFL for so long before Vinatieri took it over. Now, I play a game with a lot of NFL draft prospects that have come on the show, so I want to play this with you. It may be a little different for a kicker. I've never had a kicker on before, but I want to try to uh, do it that way as well, and I think I can find a way around. So pretty much what it'll be is I'll name a trait, and you kind of give me your rating for how you see yourself at that trait from a scale of one being the worst, five being the best. Does that sound good? All right, sounds good. So your kickoffs. Kickoffs, three. All right. Your PATs, point after attempt. Five. 
uh, field goals within 20 to, or 10 to 20 yards, I guess. Or not even 10. 20 to I, 29, sorry. Uh, 20 to 29. Is that 5-2? Five, 5. 30 to 34. All right. 5. Uh, 40 to 50. I'd say 4. And then 50 plus. 4. So you did now uh, one field goal in your Louisiana Tech career over 50 yards. What is the kind of, I mean, 40-49 is very, very hard to do. I mean, 30 to 34, 30 to 35, whatever, is very hard to do as well. But 50-plus is always kind of renowned as a very hard kick. What kind of goes into kicking a field goal that long, and what's the mentality there? Oh, you know, you can't just, you know, a lot of people think, you know, you got to hit it harder. But the main thing is just hit the same hit, hit the same ball you hit from PAT, and that ball goes to the upright. Um <laughs> You know, just stay smooth and hit your rep, and good things will happen for you usually. Now, if you were not a kicker, you did mention wide receiver. You played a little couple reps there, but if you were not a kicker, what position would you rather play? Well, I definitely want to play receiver. I miss catching passes. <laughs> and if there was ever an opportunity, you think that you could say, whether it be wherever you play next for football, and say, you know what, Coach, I'm going to go out there, catch a pass, you do your thing, just get me the ball, you think you would do it? Uh, if they're willing to throw me a pass, you know, I'm willing to catch it. I like to <laughs> beat. So when you get to the NFL, is there any worry in your mind about how the next level could change your kicking ability, or do you think it's just going to be the same thing you were able to do with Louisiana Tech and the same thing you were able to do when you did have to play in front of crowds of 100,000-plus when you played at LSU? Um, I think that – I personally think that I, I have so much room to still improve. I think that mm-hmm. I'm only going to be getting better. Um, you know, even through – from season till now, I feel like I've only gotten better. Um, you know, because I started so I started later than most guys at kicking. So, you know, I'm really just just below the surface here. You know, I can I feel like I have a very high ceiling of how far I can actually go and how good I can actually get at this. Um, who is somebody, maybe whether it be a kicker, whether it just be an overall athlete that you admire and kind of try to build yourself after? I mean, kicking-wise, my Tim Callion used to sit me down when I was in New Mexico and he'd show me videos of Justin Tucker and Cairo Santos kicking because he said the way I move and the way I kick the ball is a little mixture of the two of them. And, you know, I tried to emulate kind of like my movements and my swings and stuff after those two. But just an athlete that I've always admired and looked up to, um, kind of modeled after, I would probably say... I've always been a LeBron James fan. Um, you know, he's so hardworking, and he's been at the top of his game for so long, and he does whatever it takes for his team to win. And, you know, I've always really respected that and tried to be like that. Now, you were a basketball player, you mentioned. How were you at basketball? Were you a very good player, or were you maybe a bench warmer and player? Uh, I, I, was the, I, I was pretty good. I was the starting point guard for... All four years of high school, uh, all region and 
I don't think I have few school records. <laughs> wow, so you could ball. So what happened? Why did you transition to football rather than basketball? Uh, you know, I just didn't get the offers that I wanted or, or liked. So, you know, and then I didn't really know what I was going to do. You know, the recruiting process is tough. And then, I, you know, it was late in my senior year. I didn't really know what to do. And Abilene Christian called and said, do you want to come play football for us? And I said, why not? <laughs> now, did you play football in high school or just took it up? I did. I I was the I was a, I did play football in high school. I was the uh, I was a starting wide receiver, and I was the kicker. But I never really practiced at kicking. I just kind of kicked it farther than everybody else. <laughs> now, so you go to Abilene Christian, you transfer to Louisiana Tech, and what was the I guess adjustment period from going there to Louisiana Tech? Um, honestly, I didn't get that much of an adjustment period because you know with the whole paperwork and transfer and you know make sure that everything was smooth you know for me to play you know I couldn't really be there as you know as long as we'd like me to be you know getting all the paperwork through and making sure eligibility and stuff so you know I showed up you know practice and I showed up for a few weeks in the summer and then went in straight into fall camp and fall camp was really my adjustment period I mean it's just figure it out or you're I mean you know, go ball or you're not going to be on the field. So really fall camp is when I just had to kind of feel it out. Now you played football, you played basketball. Which sport, in this tough question, do you say that you love more? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> when I, growing up, I, it would have been an easy answer of basketball. But through my, through all this, this while this ride of college football, I don't. I think I think football took it over. Um, you know, this is it's been the best time of my life, without a doubt. Now the NFL Combine was this past weekend, and a lot of athletes had to bench press and do a lot of drills. Uh, two quick questions, I guess, in relation to a couple Combine events: How much can you bench, and how many reps? I guess. Um. The most I ever maxed out at at Louisiana Tech was three thirty five. Wow. Um, I only did that one time, but that's all I had to do it for. Uh, I'm not sure how many times I could do two twenty five. I mean, I do sets of it. I just I don't. I've never tried to just burn it out. And now, in relation to another aspect, how fast do you think your forty time is? Oh, the last one I timed was a few years ago um, in New Mexico, and I think I hit a four four nine. Sheesh! And I don't, I don't know. I think I might be faster now. I might not be. I don't know. So you think you'd ever move back to receiver? You sound like a burner. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. I don't think coach would let that happen. (laughs) Uh, They usually don't let us get hit. So. I guess a more off-the-field question. Off the field, really, who is Bailey Hale? Uh, you know, I just, I'm really chill. I'm a really relaxed, you know, chill guy. Uh, I like hanging out with my friends. I'm a very hard worker. You know, I if I'm going to do something, you're going to get 150% of it. And, you know, there's no half doing things for me. I'm one of those people. But... Yeah, I really like just hanging out with my buddies when I'm not 
you know, training or in the weight room. And, you know, watching TV, just hanging out with my friends, um, you know, that's really me. I mean, I just kind of, I do, I work out, I train, I hang out with my, and then I hang, go hang out with my buddies, have a good time and relax. Now, off the field, who has had the biggest impact on your career? Ooh, I don't know. Um, you know, my family's had a lot of impact on it. Um, my mom actually told me in high school that I should practice kicking, and I told her that that was stupid, <laughs> and uh, that I was going to be playing basketball in college. <laughs> and uh, it turned out she was pretty right. Um, you know, my dad's always been there for me, you know, through all through, all through high school. You know, when I started kicking, you know, when I was trying to transfer – you know, he'd come to the games early just to get filming me warming up to send out to other colleges, you know. He was all there at every game. You know, my sister's always been a huge supporter. You know, my I have really good friends. You know, my best friend from seventh grade, still my best friend today. Hmm. Uh, you know, he's always been there. He always tries to come to games, you know. he He's always been, you know, when I'm down, he'll pick me up when I'm, you know, He's a hype man. <laughs> so I really don't know who's had. You know, I've had a lot of coaches that helped me along the way. I mean, there's, it really took a village to get me here. I really don't know if there's one person who had the biggest influence. But on the field now, who do you think has had the biggest impact? On the field, well, when I was in New Mexico, easy Tim Callion, uh, he, you know, I, he got he took a kid in that. You know, I'd never really been coached at kicking the ball. Um, I was just kind of raw talent. It was an athlete who could kick it really far. And uh, he took that and he really molded it into, you know, close to what you see today. You know, I've got my coaches now, which one-on-one kicking, you know, Mike McKay, Brian Egan, they really, they really helped me elevate it to the next level. You know, Ben Bell helped me out a little bit. He's a... Uh, he lives around the Wichita Falls, Iowa Park area. He helped me out a little bit, you know, right at the start of college. Um, you know, all my coaches, Coach Holtz, I don't really know. You know, I I have wonderful teammates that also help me. You know, I just, I've been really blessed all through college with just incredible people that just help me in every step of the way. It sounds like you have a phenomenal support system. It sounds like you're a great guy. So two more questions for you, and they're both big ones before we close out. I ask every guest this, so take as much time as you want. But when it's all said and done, football career, post-football career, when it's all said and done, what is the legacy that you, Bailey Hale, want to leave? The legacy that I'd want to leave is that, you know, when I walk when I walk away from this, they say that, Bailey Hale didn't leave anything, anything out there. He didn't leave any money on the field. You know, he he did everything right. He did everything that he possibly could to be the best that he could for his teammates and for his family and for, you know, for his team. And now the final question, which that was a phenomenal answer to that question, but final question, maybe even bigger, very important. Never asked a guest on this before. I'm trying this out starting this episode but if you could be any kind of boat, what would you be? <laughs> any kind of boat. Any kind of boat. Oh, man. Um, 
I would say one of those one of those speed racer boats. Those look fun. Well, Bailey, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. It was awesome to sit down and talk to you and pick the brain of a kicker and kind of learn uh, what goes on through there and your career and everything. And I do want to give you the opportunity to promote your social medias, promote whatever you want before we close out this episode. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. You know, um, if you want to follow me, my Twitter is Bailey underscore Hail 3. Instagram is BaileyHale3, all one word. And, you know, that's really it. I really appreciate you having me on. I had a good time. Thanks for coming on. And that was NFL Draft Prospect kicker Bailey Hale. I want to thank wide receiver John Hightower for taking the time to come on. He's a top prospect. I'm really excited to see what he does next. Same thing for kicker Bailey Hale. Phenomenal kicker and deathly accurate. He is going to be a beast at the next level. Both guys were phenomenal conversations. I wish them nothing but the best of luck and stay tuned to where they find out in the April draft. Um, I do want to close out by plugging our Instagram and Twitter at Ambitious Podcast on Instagram at Ambitious with DP on Twitter, our YouTube channel at Ambitious with Dylan Price. And, you know, we have merch. Please DM us. But right now, my main priority at the end of this episode is I want to give thanks to all the first responders, nurses, um, emergency room um, workers, just everybody, the people making the masks, everybody right now working on this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it's very sad and trying times, but it's good to see the best of America come out. And I'm very happy to be a part of this country when such amazing shows of strength like that of the nurses and medical workers and all the phenomenal human beings working to keep this contained. So that is it for today's episode. Tune back in next week for another episode of Ambitious.